I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Ready to pop the question and take advantage of 30% off? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com to get 30% off. Select lab-grown diamonds. That's BlueNile.com for 30% off lab-grown diamonds. BlueNile.com. Welcome to the Progressive Britain Podcast Extra Show, a short supplement to our main weekly episode looking at a relevant issue of the week, I'm host Connor Pope and I'm joined this week by my colleague Joe Cox, the digital assistant at Progress. We should start with the big Brexit talks in Brussels this week. Um, Theresa May addressed EU leaders for half an hour before negotiations began at the point of recording, the big news seems to be that so little progress has been made that the negotiations planned for the middle of next month have been shelved. It's not always easy to keep up with exactly how everything is going, especially when they have these talks behind closed doors. But it strikes me that that probably isn't a good sign. Yeah, no, I I agree that it probably isn't. It seems that every single time that a government minister or our prime minister heads over to Europe for these discussions... Uh, the news that comes back is that no progress has been made, which two years ago was like, okay, well, I mean, they're just sort of getting started. I guess no progress is to be expected. And as we sit here now with months to go until until our Brexit deadline, it is suddenly absolutely terrifying to think that no progress is being made. I mean, the so the big sticking point, one of the major big sticking points does seem to be the Irish border. And um, at the time of recording, there was uh, just read something about how Theresa May had proposed a backstop to the backstop to the backstop when at the moment, frankly, she doesn't have any support for a backstop at all within her own party. The idea of putting back these kind of deadlines does seem to be total anathema to uh, her backbenchers. So she's got a really long way to go there. But the whole idea that they are not going to have talks next month, I didn't even realise that that was a possibility. That seemed to come slightly out of the blue. It just seems like a remarkable cock-up. Yeah, I'm absolutely shocked by the concept that the when faced with not making any progress, the way that they've decided to solve it is to stop talking, (laughs) which to me seems the exact opposite of what we're going to do. And the backstop to the backstop to the backstop, I think, is the perfect example of Conservative Party policy. They told us that they were going to cut immigration um, and they put an absolute number on it and they have failed time and time again to do that, constantly pushing it back. Uh, Universal credit was supposed to happen years ago. It didn't. They finally managed to roll it out and it has been absolutely appalling. Um, What we've seen from the Conservative Party in government over the last eight years is that every time that they promise to do something, 
they will then come back to you a little bit later and say, we will do it, but further down the line. And that's exactly what they're doing with the Irish border. How many political solutions do you think there are to the, the stasis of Brexit talks at the moment? I lie awake at night and think about it. And <laughs> uh, No, I, I mean, look, look, from what I can see, there's one uh, political solution. Basically, at this point, when you take into account parliamentary maths, when you take into account um, what the EU is willing to accept, and that is a people's vote. Um, for me, it seems to be that the people's vote is the only solution to this problem at the moment, because when you're looking at parliamentary maths, there's a deadlock there. There's no majority for any kind of Brexit or non-Brexit across Parliament. Um, and then obviously there is an absolute deadlock when it comes to talking to European leaders. If Theresa May were to put this back to the people, it would break that deadlock in Parliament straight away. But also I think it would break the deadlock that we see in Europe because she would go back to, if the people said, actually, yeah, we want to do Brexit and this is how we want to do it. This is exactly what it should look like. That gives her the power to go back to Brussels and say, this is what my people want. Like this is absolutely unaccountably what what my people have asked for one thing i mean one thing you said a minute ago about how you know cutting off talks at a time when you're making no progress doesn't seem to make any sense i think i think the reason reasoning behind that is that this obviously includes the eu 27 and frankly i think all of these people are just going we also have countries to run like brexit isn't my job like (laughs) you you need to sort that out and i think there's obviously lots of talks between diplomats and and ministers from the different countries the idea that leaders would would just sit there and go you haven't done anything like why am i here and and one thing that i thought exemplified this incredibly this week was um the story of after may's speech angela merkel reportedly had to go and see michelle barnier to discuss what may had said because she hadn't really understood what the point of the speech had been. Now, Merkel is a doctorate. She's been Chancellor of Germany for 13 years. I mean, since the election of Donald Trump, a lot of people have come to see her as the leader of the free world, let alone the most powerful leader of Europe. I'm kind of getting the feeling that if she didn't get the point of it, that's probably not her fault. And there was reports from some diplomats, apparently, who said that um, Theresa May had been talking very quickly, which brings to mind, like, you know when you had to read in class and you really didn't want to. <laughs> you not really didn't. You just <laughs> kind of like put your head down it. and read as quickly as possible. <laughs> just, I just mumble out the words. Yeah, <laughs> I'm kind of getting the, the feeling that Theresa May was like, I really, really don't want to have to read this speech out. <laughs> like her aides are on the side going, no, Theresa, you go out there and you read that speech. <laughs> it's like reading out the homework that you've done. Yeah. And it's like you've done it on the bus. Yeah, on the way there, scrolled hand right in. I've not done any of the reading. <laughs> I get, I really get the strong feeling that that is what's happened, and, <laughs> and so I, my, my my guess really is that everyone's gone. I don't want to come back in a month. This is such a waste of my time. <laughs> I know, such so such a monumental waste of everyone's time. And, and like you're right, like these are some of the smartest people in Europe. Like there are exceptions. Donald Trump is a great way to prove that. <laughs> but like you d- generally do not raise get get raised to the highest level of government in your country unless you are proven to your people that you are intelligent and capable of doing it um and look the same stands for Theresa May she's not an unintelligent person but yeah like like if if leaders like Merkel are unable to to make out exactly what it was Theresa May was there to say that's not Merkel's fault Mm. it's absolutely Theresa May's fault there's been a communication breakdown there so the people's vote you were talking about a minute ago there's a march this weekend um there's going to be a labor block on the march we're both going to be there if people want to come along where, where do they meet us? So uh, we are meeting at 11am um, on the on the 20th 
of October, which is this Saturday, um, at the corner of Curzon Street and Park Lane. Um, so, so the march is assembling all down Park Lane. Um, is your sort of classic October march. Uh, I haven't been in the student movement for a couple of years. I've been on far too many of them. Um, and then where Curzon Street meets Park Lane, Park cool. Lane that's where we'll be meeting. And you'll be able to see this because we'll have the big red Labour I want to say on Brexit. I want to say on Brexit. Cards. Cool, that looks great. Uh, one thing about all of this Brexit stuff, I think, um, is that it does feel like one of those chess games where like people who are playing it have are so clever that they must like, I kind of can't really keep up with, with what's going on. Um, I know that in a couple of weeks time, the world chess championship final begins in London between Magnus Carlsen and Fabiana Caruana. The, have you got tickets? I was just going to watch it on telly, I uh, guess. Yeah, fair um, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, it starts on November 9th and I don't know about you, but just walking around the city, people are a buzz. Yeah, uh, people you can wearing, really feel it. People wearing like hats that look like chessboards, the yeah. big foam fingers. Yeah, I saw a bunch of guys dressed up as chessboards, <laughs> uh, as chess pieces the other day. Uh, but it did kind of make me wonder which politicians are any good at chess. I know that I know genuinely one that is Rachel Reeves won um, a youth chess championship uh, as a teenager. <laughs> but um, do you, do you have any thoughts about who would be who'd be good at chess? Well, so, so like like for me, the concept of chess is always about that 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 thinking one step ahead. Mm. For me, I think the MPs on the Labour side, at least, who prove that they're able to do that is Stella Creasy. Like the way that she uses Parliament is phenomenal. And I think that that is indicative of... You suggest, before we started recording, you suggested Jacob Rees-Mogg until I pointed out that he would just choose one thing <laughs> yeah. that he wanted to do. And then as it increasingly went badly, would just stick to that he plan would, like, anyway. He would absolutely dig it. <laughs> <laughs> just occasionally shout at his nanny. I used to play chess a bit as a teenager, but I wasn't particularly good at it and so I still wonder how much a kind of the element of surprise like is is good in chess tactics <laughs> is um, this your tactic for this is? is this is my kind of like daydream that maybe I'm still good at chess because no one will be able to work out what I'm doing because I don't know what I'm doing <laughs> and on that on that kind of basis I would think that Michael Gove would be quite good because <laughs> no one could predict he's it. kind of conniving and you know you're sure that he has a plan and then at one point he will just do something totally unexpected <laughs> <laughs> I think Boris Johnson would be an awful person to play chess against because he would just claim no matter what happened he would claim he'd won you know yeah. he'd have one piece left on the board and you just sort of flip the board and be like whatever I, I want it anyway who is his suits always seem like the wrong size for him so he's like <laughs> yeah. his sleeves are quite arms. baggy and I'm sure that he would just like knit your pieces <laughs> yeah. as, he, as he's playing yeah um, like swap a pawn for another king or something yeah I, he would yeah no I wouldn't play with him I'm sure he's really good at it though I bet they I bet they teach them it Eaten. Yeah, actually, I imagine that it's you go from Latin to chess, <laughs> to, chess. To, to classics, <laughs> probably, um, and then just onto the history of the Conservative Party. <laughs> this week, the pub quiz question was: um, How many seats were won by parties that weren't Labour or the Tories in the nineteen sixty four general election, which happened fifty four years ago this week? Did you know the answer to this? I know you've got it written down there, but did you know the answer? <laughs> I, I did not know the answer to this. The, so the answer is nine. They were all won by the Liberals. This is the last general election at which uh, Labour, the Tories and Liberals won every single seat going. In 1966, Jerry Fitt uh, won one seat in West Belfast for the Republican uh, Labour Party. Yeah, and then it, and by 1970, it founded um, the SDLP. It was the SDLP's first leader. You know, the SNP won in 1970 as well and a couple of other small ones. But I just thought that was a, a, 
relatively interesting little yeah there's a good little good little note in now, history because now we feel like and we've got like quite a few parties that can yeah. win seats in different parts of the country well and and they become part of the the the, the, the parliamentary furniture, furniture yeah, right yeah. you know you see them that obviously SNP had a massive shake up three years ago and that significantly changed things but parties like the SNP uh, apply Cymru in Wales like you just expect them to be there now you just you know Last week, we promised you some discount codes if you wanted to go and see Aisha Hazarika do her stand-up show, Girl on Girl. Um, I've got those codes with me now. Uh, so if you want to go and see her tonight, Friday the 19th of October in Cambridge, uh, you can get £3 off with the code GOOP2018. Uh, you'll need to book that either in person or on the phone. In November, she's got dates at Reading, Swindon and Salford at the Lowry Theatre. The code for all of those is GOOP. Uh, you get certain amounts, of diff- different amounts of money off at each of those theatres. If you are in Reading or Swindon, you can do that online. But at Salford, you'll need to make sure that you could do that in person or on the phone. That is GOOP, G-O-O-P. Uh, two people got last week's answer to the quiz right. Julian Turner and Alistair Harding will get in touch for your address and make sure that you get a progress mug in the post. We'll be back with a new full episode of the Progressive Britain podcast on Tuesday next week. Remember to send in any comments and questions, leave a review, rate and subscribe on iTunes. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Progressive Britain podcast. The music is When in the West by Blue Dot Sessions, licensed under Creative Commons. And this episode was produced by Carolyn Crampton. Time inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.